0: The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and Advisors.
1: From the WLRN Newsroom, I'm Tim Padgett. Thirty years ago this Friday, the U.S. invaded Panama. The main objective was to capture the Panamanian dictator, General Manuel Noriega. Noriega was wanted in the U.S. for drug trafficking. The invasion also restored democracy in Panama. What's less known is that the effort in Washington to oust Noriega started in Miami, at what was then Dadeland Bank. The bank was owned by Panamanian exiles. The man who connected those exiles to Congress in the 1980s was a board member of that bank, Miami attorney Sylvan Sonny Holtzman. Holtzman spoke with me about the relationships he helped forge that led to the invasion and to Noriega's arrest, conviction, and 21 years in prison in Miami. Sonny, thank you for talking with us. Thanks for having me. Dadeland Bank had its headquarters at the Dadeland Mall. The exile banker you seemed most directly associated with was Carlos Rodriguez, Panama's future ambassador to the U.S. What did he ask you to do for them? Carlos
0: had a conversation with me where it was their desire to go back to Panama, that they were here indeed in exile.
1: And when they said to you, we want to go back to Panama, that would necessitate ousting Noriega. Exactly.
0: And he asked me, what can we do? Where do we begin? Because he knew I had a relationship with our then United States Senator, Chiles,
1: Senator Lawton Chiles, who would later become governor of Florida.
0: That's correct. We were longtime friends. When he ran for the Senate, I handled his campaign in Dade County. And then when he ran for governor.
1: What was it about Rodriguez in particular that made him so effective in persuading Senator Childs and others in Congress to take up the Panamanian exile's cause?
0: Carlos, was a, he was a Harvard grad, spent many years in the United States. He was a successful businessman in Panama City, and he had a bearing about him that was quite impressive. And Senator Childs, when the Hispanic influence came into Miami, he was kind of intrigued by that. And uh, anything he could do to help, he was willing to do, and that was evidenced by his help of the Cuban American National Foundation.
1: You also introduced Rodriguez to an important Cuban exile leader here, Jorge Mascanosa. What did he tell them to do?
0: Well, they conversed together on a Saturday morning in English, I think as a courtesy to me. And he talked about the importance of hiring a lobbyist in Washington that knows his way around the Senate, how to support candidates who were in favor. He was giving him a a 101 on lobbying for the Panamanian exile community. They started getting resolutions passed and getting senators in favor of Panama liberation
1: happening. Congress approved some $10 million for Noriega's opponents, and then came the stunning invasion under President George H.W. Bush. Were you surprised that what you helped set in motion led to something that dramatic? Well, I don't
0: know if you call it surprise. I was kind of proud, and I kind of sat back and uh, relished the idea it was really happening.
1: But many people still condemn the invasion for killing hundreds of Panamanian civilians. They call it hypocritical because Noriega had once been a key U.S. ally and Dayland Bank itself came under some federal scrutiny for alleged drug money laundering. What's your response 30 years later to those criticisms? It
0: seems that every Panamanian exile that I know has considered this a liberation of Panama. The bank itself, I recall some inquiries uh, what South Florida Bank didn't have depositors from Central or South America, and they were looked at, but the bank itself, there was never any action taken, there were never any consent orders or anything like that.
1: You went on to become the founding chairman of the Miami-Dade Expressway Authority. And in 2000, you received Panama's Order of Balboa for having helped restore democracy there. What does that honor mean to you?
0: It's kind of gratifying for just a small-town guy who came to Miami
1: right you came to miami from western pennsylvania in 1952 as a law student did you ever think you'd be part of the latin american exile intrigue miami has become known for
0: no not really not in the beginning not when i became a member of the board of Tideland bank no <laughs> i don't think anyone that came to miami in 1952 would have believed that
1: Sonny holtzman is still at age 89 an attorney in miami among the other exile owners of Dadeland Bank, Guillermo Billy Ford became vice president of Panama, and Roberto Eisenman became the country's most important newspaper publisher. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and
0: Advisors.